Hey, fuck Star Trek. This is the Pie Guys. Can I just say real quick, since we're on Star Wars and we're talking about the shows and everything, massive, massive shout out to the one and only John Williams. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we're talking about stories and everything, but the music to Star Wars, the music of John Williams, and and obviously all of his work is just phenomenal. You know, Jaws, Hook, Star Wars, Harry Potter, like he... he, Indeed. Indeed. The one one theme that he wrote that people never... Uh, include in the list that I find e. just as iconic is Superman. Yeah, Superman. He did the Superman. He did theme Superman. So iconic. Yes, he did. You know, I, I, okay, I will say this since again we're kind of talking about it, and it is kind of in our realm of what we're discussing. A bucket list of mine has always been to see John Williams conduct live. Before. He, he does he does uh the uh i think he does star wars in concert at the hollywood bowl yeah so i, I, I actually, back in i actually saw him live at the hollywood bowl i did oh, too i did oh, too did? That's, that's what i was gonna say i oh, okay. co- i checked off a bucket list of mine and i wasn't i i wasn't expecting it so mm-hmm. i i it was in <laughs> i'm not gonna say names again but there's a certain someone that we all know from um batman that i linked up with and she actually bought us tickets to go see uh <laughs> yeah exactly y'all know bought us tickets to go see it it was it was it was so it was labeled john williams music and concert mm-hmm. at the hollywood bowl and it was a bunch of his music but it was being conducted by somebody else but it was it was a live concert kind of thing but he happened to be there and walked out and conducted he conducted star wars Harry Potter and Indy. He nice. did like he did like three or four songs. Like he did it, and I I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know he was gonna be there. I was That's just like pretty badass. Him or just to hear his music live, right? But then when he walked out and was there, I was like, <gasps> it was Chills, it was the man. coolest thing ever, dude. Like it just it it's so it music movie score music is just so cool to me. Um, as a as a movie buff, but to see it live. And to hear it live and to feel it live is just a whole nother experience. I, I got. I, I have to echo everything you just said because yes, uh, a few years ago, many years ago, actually, I got to see John Williams, the man, the legend, do the, that show at the Hollywood yeah. Bowl, and that's a fucking legendary venue. And all praise John Williams. You said it. Yeah. Almost, almost every recognizable movie score belongs to that guy. And then yeah. there's those that you forget that he did. Jurassic Park. And, and uh, Jurassic Park's another one. And I know Hans Zimmer is kind of like the in person of He's like another the last, one of the last twenty years, but but you can't come close to John Williams. And, just... and and dude, when you're there at the bowl and he starts doing the Imperial March, everybody busts out with lightsabers. Yeah. And so by this point, the sun has set, and now yeah. to the beat of ba you just see that go up and down, and it's fucking dope. And then you go, that's why yeah. I'm on the dark it's side. It's just a sea. 
I would be in the dark side. I would. I just would. So welcome to the Pie Guys because I think the Pie Guys we project onto the darker side of the of the podcast. I was gonna ask, and and we we I think we attract maybe more scoundrels and 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 scrummery and 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 uh, and ne'er do wells. So come one, come all. Welcome. This is this is part two of the state of Star Wars. We kind of left off because we had too much to talk about. So we're gonna just go right into it right now. We were talking about the TV shows. We were talking about Clone Wars. We were talking about Rebels, how much we enjoy them, how much we enjoyed parts of Clone Wars. We kind of unanimously were like Rebels was a better show. And then we ran out of time, but we wanted to spend some time talking about, I think, Sabine Wren and Chopper specifically from the Rebels. So take it away, boys. Sabine Wren and Chopper. Well, I think Sabine is a good place to leave off on because she is sort of, I mean, the 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 high point of her arc if you will in rebels yes introduces uh how important the dark saber is and that is kind of what connects the animated stuff to the now new live action series um and as i love chopper too and i, I want to talk about him but just to pause for a second and talk about sabine um what a cool character like yes up until her Mandalorians have always been portrayed as these very kind of almost like Spartan characters in the Star Wars universe. And she certainly belongs to that warrior race, but has so much more personality. And I loved that they uh, made her not only a demolitions expert, but she's an art snob. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. <laughs> that about, was cool. About her too. So uh, yeah. Her and the fact that, you know, she was connected to the dark saber in a very specific way and, you know, that then connected her to Bo-Katan and how that carries over in Mandalorian is very interesting. And I feel like with the Darksaber being such a thing in Mandalorian now, they kind of have to address Sabine at, at some point. Like we're, we're going to have to get some kind of, of explanation as to where she's been and what she's been up to, especially since the way that Rebels leaves off the last time we see Sabine is she doesn't have the dark saber anymore that was handed off to Bo-Katan but she is approached by Ahsoka and they're going to go find Ezra yep. which Ezra at the end of Rebels kind of just disappears into space with these weird space whales yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> these weird like it's it's kind of you know it's a, kind of an otter thing about Star Wars yeah. these giant space whales that can go into hyperspeed um with uh with Thrawn they he kidnaps Thrawn and goes to god knows where so yeah um yeah I'm looking forward to seeing where I, that goes but I, Chopper I, Chopper's rad yeah I no, I agree with you with like going back to Sabine it, she had an amazing arc I, originally starting off I didn't I didn't think anything of it obviously mm. like when I first started watching Rebels and then I I wasn't expecting her to be as a big of a character as she ended up being mm -hmm. um i again i just thought she was just kind of like a side character kind of like um what's his face uh i can't remember his name uh zeb oh yeah zebarelios zebarelios yeah he he was a fun character too but mm -hmm. I, I again he, he he's just kind of like a side character you know yeah. and I, I thought that's what sabine was gonna kind of be and then once they started hacking more into the mandalorian side i was like Oh, mm -hmm. oh, oh, 
okay, we're going to, okay, she's going to be a little bit bigger than I anticipated, especially knowing, obviously, that Mandalorian is a show now. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, 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 I'm hoping and wanting to see Sabine come into Mandalorian show in some aspect, especially since they brought, brought Bo-Katan into it too, as well, you know, where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And, and she's great. She had great arc. I really thoroughly enjoyed her for the same reasons. Um, and even going back to one of our other episodes, yeah, she's hot too. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I, uh, let me let me jump in here because I enjoy Sabine as well. I'm uh, I'm on Team Sabine, and in fact, of of most of the female characters that I think popped up over the course of um, Clone Wars and Rebels, she's up there with my favorites. You know, I like Asajj Ventress. She was pretty fucking. Oh. Super so, cool. Character. Oh, yeah. You know, as as like a female character, she became really cool. She's up there as some of my favorites. But when you include the rebels characters in there, uh, maybe not quite Ahsoka status, but she's in the conversation. Like I, I'll say this much: I like Sabine more than I like Tara. So uh, that's mm-hmm. just for for mm-hmm. preference right there. And then Chopper, mm-hmm. I've always had, I've always loved R two D two, and I've gone, yeah. on, I've gone on record as saying on this podcast that it's I would take R two D two over over the fucking ball any day. EB eight, yeah, but, yeah. But my second favorite droid of all time of all Star Wars is fucking Chopper, dude. Yeah, it's R two D two, and then it's Chopper, bro. Because yes. the episode when it was just him was fucking gold. Yeah, and then I actually liked the guy that he became friends with. That was like the former uh, Imperial Protocol droid. He was like mm-hmm. the guy who could. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. that he struck up a friendship with him. The the fact that he was could do a rocket boost at any fucking moment, like yeah, and he ended up doing. Kind of the classic. Like he saved their asses thing. so many yes. times. Yes. Like he, yes. he basically was like the more rugged version of R two because yes, he saved absolutely. the guys way more time. So, so yep. I I gotta go with R two all time. But Chopper is fucking in the conversation. It's one of my yeah. favorite Star Wars well, characters. Chopper, he's great. Chopper, he's got an attitude. That's what I was about to say. He, he's like, got an attitude. You can't deny that R two is the quintessential Star Wars droid. But yeah, yeah. R two kind of feels like you, you can't really make R two do anything that's maybe a little unsavory at all. Like he's he's got to he's got to always be kind of on the good guy's side. Not to say that Chopper's a bad guy, but Chopper can get away with more. You know, like the oh, whole episode like where he steals that leg because he yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, R2 is great. R2, here's the thing. BB-8's cute. I'll give you that. BB-8's cute. But he, makes as, a good grinder. Like, he, he, yeah, yeah, I have a BB-8 exactly. grinder. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> makes a great grinder. But, like, R2, he, R2 does shit, right? Like, R2, mm-hmm. he, he is proactive with our protagonists throughout the, the series and shown. Like, he, he, he had... I would love to have R2 on my X-Wing. You know what I mean? He's the best. He's like, the if, I were, if I were an X-Wing pilot, I'm like, I want R2. Like, he, I know he's going to stand by me. If I have issues, if I get shot, he's going to be able to repair it. I have trust in this guy, right? I agree. Chopper, yeah. And he comes in a he he's right there on the same parallel with R two. Yeah, but but he's but he, he's he, got that funniness because he's always he's, like he's always farting and grunting and like yeah exactly and and that's the thing like you know like we can't understand droid right it's all beepy boop whatever and then like they put their little arms out or whatever yeah, the beep, fuck beep, they boop. do yeah when I when I see would there be times and scenes when Chopper would be interacting with like Ezra or something like there's a scene remember when they, remember that remember that episode I don't remember what episode. 
it was in, but when they had to go on to like, it was like the Star Tour ship. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a transport ship. Yep. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like that's Star Tours, which was mm. another cool thing. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Tours right now. Right. Cool. Um, but they went on there and they were like fighting over like the spot that he was sitting in, right? And they're yeah. like, droids can't be up here. When Ezra would like move him and then he would zap him kind of thing, I'm reading the zaps as like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Like <laughs> like yeah. I'm the words that I'm putting into Chopper, like through like me as far as what he's putting off, it's it's a it's a fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. No, get the fuck out of here. Like he's got an attitude. Whereas R2 no. He may have like he, he he'll be on your side like Chopper, but he's more on the polite side. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chopper's just like, nah, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Ch- Chopper's Chopper. not Chopper. concerned with being nice. He's no, just like he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper's only gonna get the job done. But Chopper does have like a soft spot for Hera, which kind totally. of by, yes. by default makes Hera cool. But only mm-hmm. because of cho- how badass Chopper is. He's got the foul mouth, and therefore he's always welcome with the pie guys. And so, yeah. all shout out to those characters, and they all make Rebels that much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So w- let's put a cap on the Rebels chat for right now. I think we transition to another show that is part of our. Our streaming goal that we all binge to, to catch up on for this occasion and uh, we realize there's going to be a lot of it this episode that we're going to talk about it so without any further ado we got to talk about season two of the mandalorian yes so what are your guys's initial reactions <clears throat> impressions i want to say this much before i let you guys take the reins here um i liked season two Better than season one, more than season one, however you want to phrase it. I think that's pretty unanimous across the board. Um, But it did kind of repeat some things that I guess for the snobby Star Wars fan uh, that I am, uh, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, that, that, that I think they haven't quite learned from what they did with the episodes seven, eight, and nine. Um, and a lot of the cameos were super fun, and it made watching season two even more fun. Um, what are the things you're talking about that they repeated that they haven't learned from seven, eight, and nine? Yeah. Well, I'm curious on that too. I, I, I wanted to foreshadow that for down the road, so I want to kind of get your guys' initial reactions, and then I'll touch on that, because I know we all kind of uh, enjoyed it, I, and I, I think the the... the the decision, the feeling across the board is that it's a success and it was a, it was a step forward. Right. And all these other things. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I think for me personally, uh, I I was very excited when they announced Mandalorian because uh, like I was saying previously about, you know, when we were talking about night sisters and stuff, the announcement made it sound like it was going to, it was going to take that risk of maybe being a little bit more adult oriented. It was going to be, they kept saying, this is a, this is a Western set in the Star Wars universe and we're going to see the dirty grimy side of Star Wars and the scoundrels and all that stuff. And um, upon watching season one, when it, when it first came out, I still, I still certainly enjoyed it, but I don't think it delivered on that promise of, of showing the grimy side of Star Wars. It still felt very safe. And uh, I mean, from a business standpoint, you got to look at it and go, Hey, Disney's launching this new streaming service. And this is the kind of the big flagship, show to sell the streaming service so they they probably couldn't take as many risks um but with season one being as big of a hit as it was uh season two i felt delivered more on that and and showing all right we, we're really going to take the leap now and and show kind of the grimier side of star wars and and uh i think flat out like 
reference and homage other genres. Like that first episode of season two is a spaghetti Western. So much so like to the point with like him riding through that town on the, the speeder bike like yeah. uh, Clint Eastwood. And um, I actually did not know this. I, I watched an Easter egg video uh, about uh, all the episodes and um, the first one. Say? The, uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys knew we caught this. Trevor, I know that you're a big fan of Deadwood. Um, and there is a Deadwood reunion in that first episode. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I could, well, obviously of Timothy Timothy Oliphant. Well, yes, him, but also the bartender of that town that Cobb Vanth is in is played by Dan Doherty. The, ah, yes. That guy. So the, 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 those two guys were in Deadwood together, okay. um, which is kind of a cool little homage. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I dug season two so much. Uh, for for kind of being more the show that I was hoping season one was going to be. But then certainly, and I'm sure we're going to expound upon this, for finally, finally showing us why Boba Fett is a good character. If you, yeah. just, if you just take Boba Fett from Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he's a bumbling fool. He's an idiot. This is true. This show... It's like, no, this this guy is not one to be fucked with. So right. uh, I was super excited to see him finally get his his due diligence. Yeah, I, I, I would I would agree with you on all that. Um, and it, it, it's interesting, again, kind of going back to uh, with Boba Fett being the topic. Um, I, I've seen some things from fans or people where they're so stressed about he doesn't fit in his armor anymore. Sure. Well, he's, you old. know what I mean? And I'm, and that's my argument where I'm mm. like, you have to understand that like, he's old now. And it's not even his armor. It's his father's he, armor. It's his father's armor. And he's old. And when people get old, they gain weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like, it, it's like, that has nothing to do with it. You're, you're focusing on something that does not, have anything to do with the story right you know like there's there's plenty of people that are have a little bit of weight on them that could still move and and fuck your ass up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's like and so it's like when i see things like that like comments and stuff like he's too fat boba's it's boba fat you know what i mean like (laughs) the one thing that bothered me about the the armor and i will i will mention this um I liked when he finally got his armor back. He looked great. For some reason in the very next episode, he like repainted it. I don't know why. I, I, he looks cool. I get that. But in, in my mind's eye, Boba Fett's always had fucked up armor. And I like the idea of his armor being all scratched and worn because it kind of tells a story about like this guy's been at it a while. I liked right. the way he looked before he repainted it and got all cleaned up and if they were going to do that then they at least need to like explain it or give us a one-off line or, or something about how like yeah, it was time to get repainted or something well, but just to like maybe it was just to sell toys or something i don't know and yeah let's let, let's be real though because while he was hanging out at the bottom of the sarlacc pit he obviously ate pretty well how do you think he survived down there he probably got to survive probably managed to to live off of some of the other things that weren't fully digested down on the sarlacc pit and he became boba the fat but whatever he's still boba fett and you're right in the he's Mandal- still a badass in, in the well he wasn't always a badass that's the thing that's the thing he no was, but he was a bumbling buffoon turned 
do the Mandalorian, they're, they're obviously trying to do this big old, like, we're going to make everything seem cool again. And we're going to try to make everything that we feel like we might've fumbled seem a little bit better because even, even in the case of, I know we're on Mandalorian, but even in the case of something like Jar Jar Binks, he got sort of the rinse, wash, repeat process of the Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. And you bounce him around through enough projects afterwards, then it's like, eh, we redeemed him. And now we can make Boba Fett be a badass. And like, sure, yeah, I get it. I know there's this huge contingent of Boba Fett fans out there that have been waiting for him to be validated. But I'm like, if, if half of your legacy is still that you fucking didn't get your job done, then you never got your job done half the time. So, <laughs> so right. you know, he's cool. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to start at the end because, I mean, Boba Fett doesn't really become a big thing in season two until, like, you know, the light, later parts of season two. But right. um, I, I do want to talk about really quickly that the very last thing in season two, that post credit scene of him ah. taking over job. Oh yeah. How they going to, cool. how they going to do my boy fucking, uh, yeah, the twilight guy. How are you going to do bib Fortuna like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my boy. Bib. Notice any, any, anybody that sits on that throne, obviously gains weight. He was starting to get yeah. fatter too. So yeah. it's just, this is, you sit around that throne all day and people just bring food to you. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the idea, right? So Bib mm-hmm. Fortuna lost his bib, got a little extra bigger, and then in comes fucking Boba Fat blasted. Well, no, it wasn't. Well, yeah, <laughs> Boba Fat, and and, he, and and he's got what's her face as his side piece now. So oh yeah, now he's sitting on the throne at Tatooine. It's sort of like that was a cool shot. I mean, that was a cool sequence. Of the, I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, me neither. I, I honestly normally would just kind of just end at credits sometimes, but then mm-hmm. like. For you some know, reason, I kept it on, and it popped up. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I was like, "Oh." You know, you know what character I would like from Tatooine? What character from Tatooine I would like to see get a resurgence? Is freaking Sebulba. Dude. I was just gonna say, dude. Dude, what's going on? <laughs> what's going hey, on? Hey, Metaclorians! No, 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 no. That's you. No, 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 no. That's what. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Sebulba. Yeah, Listen. yeah. From the pod racing. Yes. Wow. So I don't Boba, know. Like, I don't know how I got this too confused. The Boba who walked around crab leg on his hands and yeah. his feet come up and grab stuff. He's a badass pod racer. What's going on with Sabol? Wait, That's didn't what... he pop in? No. Didn't wait. Didn't he pop in in one of the the shows? Well, I know his species was you know maybe it was a couple of times. I'm pretty sure that he, uh, the last time we saw him was Phantom Menace. I would like to see. I agree with you, Trevor, to see Sebulba again because he was a cool character. And speaking um, of pod racing, real quick, and, and games, we've talked about uh, uh, Star Wars games on this podcast somewhat recently. Uh, a game I used to have for the computer. This is for the old Mac. Was the pod racing Star Wars game? Yeah, Dude, the the in arcade one. The in arcade one where you would sit in. Yeah, the racer, that was badass. It was it that was, was cool. It was that version. It was EA, mm. EA Sports did it, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, you know, think, say what you will, but that game was a lot of fun. And you could play as all the pod racers from yep. episode one. You could customize your own. It was also really difficult, as often those games yep. were. But shout out to Sebulba. I always enjoyed that character from I, episode one. I, and, uh, what's that? No, I agree with you. I had it on N64, but I did. Yeah. yeah. Great game. So, uh, t- to get back to The Mandalorian, I will say this much because I was talking about it a little bit earlier. I guess. It's a it's a bit of a conflict, as is often the case with Star Wars, because that not only are the characters often conflicted between light and dark side and all that shit, but 
let, let's talk about spoilers and let's get into the big meat and bones because obviously the, yes. big, the, the biggest spoiler of them all is that Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of the show. <laughs> big deal. And, <laughs> but that in of itself is kind of what I'm talking about with the, if you look at episode seven, eight, and nine as what was really the jumping off point of this new Star Wars stuff, it was essentially a rehash of what we had already seen, centered mm-hmm. around characters that we kind of already knew. And it was always and I get I get that there's the case to be made that it's always been about the Skywalker lineage from episode one and on. But the fact that once again it takes a character like luke skywalker to come back like i feel like if you're gonna hinge your show around that it's it's not a bad move but to me it's also kind of like you guys really can't do a whole lot of new things that great you sort of need to lean on the shit that you know will deliver and and because they kind of do know that i think there will be some sort of fan forgiveness it's like because i think i I read that differently than Yeah. I don't think I don't think I read that as oh now Luke is going to come in and Luke is going to be a part of the story. I think that they were using Luke as kind of a Deus ex machina, like they they got themselves into a situation that they could not get out of. They know that for the the health of this show and this now new expanded universe that they're building up, they have to get rid of this child. Yes, from Din, right? Like yep. We've t- we've told this story for two seasons now of these two characters <clears throat> together. The kid has to go away, and Din has to be on a new thing. Yep. So we'll bring in Luke. Luke's got the kid now. What's Din up to well, going forward? Thank that's, you. That's thank you because that was kind of why originally but when we started this i said fuck grogu because the mandalorian be- was becoming more the grogu story and it mm. was like and again because you were gonna force me to like the fucking super cute quote-unquote baby yoda i almost wanted to dislike the character it was the, almost the ezra effect of like you're gonna make me <laughs> you're gonna make me like the character i don't like the last of us part two you're gonna make me like abby you're gonna make me like ezra well fuck that you know what i mean you naturally want to push back on that and so i guess yeah that's that's the side where i get prickly at it and and so i it feels like we're doing it again we're just using the same characters but based literally based on what you just said it makes me feel better about it because i do agree i feel like that ultimately was the move because they needed to get him out of there because Mm -hmm. the narrative was kind of too centered around what's the fucking baby gonna do is the baby right right Right. i mean two seasons of the same MacGuffin. Yes. It gets it gets old pretty quickly. Right. And well, along with that, too, a, a, a chief complaint that I had with season one continued on into season two as much as I enjoyed season two more than season one. I did feel like uh, Din, Din Djarin, I think is his name, right? The, the Mandalorian, the main character. Right. Yeah. Kind of at the mercy of the flavor of the a flavor of the week episode kind of a thing. Like at the beginning of of season one he's just out on a bounty we're just it's a day in the life of this bounty hunter and he goes and he gets this guy and then he gets wrapped up into this whole uh plot with this kid and you know now he wants to take care of the kid etc etc but the universe and the characters keep ping-ponging him around the galaxy for certain things it's like oh okay well you want this well you got to go here and you got to talk to this guy because we need an episode with that character right oh now we're done with that character now you got to go over here and talk to this character like it 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 even though the storyline is continuing and there is a narrative thread that goes from one to the next 
I think if you were to slice out percentage wise each episode, how much time is dedicated to continuing that story versus how much time is just here to tell this one little story. It's a little disproportionate in my mind. Thank like, you. I loved all the stuff with the crate dragon. I loved all the stuff with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what the story is though. Right. Like, right. right. So, right. yes, I, yes, thank you. That was very well said. You took it off the tip of my tongue. Shano, what, are, what about your thoughts on all that? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yes, I agree with Chase in the sense of they had to get the child out of there. They had to get Grogu out of, out of the storyline. Right. And, and I, and I think, I mean, for me, I think I, I, I thought it was awesome to see Luke come in. You yeah. know, in the of sense of, it was definitely something where <clears throat> how soon did you know it was him, by the way? As soon as the X-Wing T65 pulled <laughs> up. Because I'm like, cause when she's when 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 Gina, well, you know, when Carano's oh. character was like one X-Wing. Yeah. I was and I saw it pull up like in the in the CR vid, like, you know, the camera, I was like, it's fucking Luke, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking, like I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like time wise, like timeline wise, and like yeah, one X wing, yeah, you're right. What is one X wing gonna do? But who's piloting that fucking X wing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I and I and I was just like, oh shit! I was and and it, it, my first realization is like, I was like, are they going there? Because I didn't, I again, I didn't, I didn't. That's the problem. Social media is a thing. I tried to stay off. For a while, I I would ignore things, and obviously people got big fucking mouths on social media, and you know people, and I would see things like, oh, the last episode, yo, that that episode, I'm thinking, okay, and I'm not thinking anything, right? I'm I will, I'm I like, thankfully nobody's really just blatantly putting it out there, but still, I'm just okay, something major happened, but as soon as I saw that X-wing pull up, I was like, damn, are they going there? Are they going there with this? And that, and that again is one of those things where I'm saying like I enjoyed season two because it gave me the validation as a old school fan. If yeah. you, if you'll, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll categorize myself as that an old school fan, right? Where it's like now you're giving me something where I didn't expect that, and 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 then once you started coming through, as soon as I I re- verified it. As soon as I not I didn't it wasn't the color of the lightsaber because anybody can have a fucking green sure. lightsaber, right? It was the hilt. Oh, you could, you could see that. You I could, could see, see that. the hilt. I saw the hilt of the lightsaber. And I know a lot of people are like, as soon as I saw the glove, as soon as I saw the green saber, for me, it was the hilt. I saw the hilt. I was like, that's fucking Luke, dude. Ah, uh, sword master Shane saw the hilt. <laughs> I know it be Luke He's got- I also... I also want to talk about uh, how pleasantly surprised I was at the the CG face. Yeah, like, they did a great job. They're getting better and better at it, and I'm glad that they're not shying away from it because a lot yeah. of people always have they, they've had an aversion to it since they you know with Rogue One when they did uh, Leia. Uh, uh, they did Leia, and they also oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tarkin. Everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, it looks bad. It looks bad." I'm like, "Well, what are you gonna do? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't well, recast. We gotta start somewhere." Well, right. shout, shout out to fucking Mark Hamill because let's be real. I know we're talking Star Wars at all, but people do gotta know. And it, enough time has passed that it's possible there are a lot of fans out there that don't fully appreciate and or understand the impact of Luke Skywalker. He's the original hope, right? He's the original guy 
guy we go on the ride with. So all hail Mark Hamill for coming back and doing, you know, lending his face and his likeness, of course. And yes, shout out to the team doing the, the, the rendering. It looked incredible. And also shout out to all the other people that were popping up. That was a lot of fun. I mean, Rosario Dawson, I thought was a great choice as Ahsoka and really delivered and, 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 and sounded like her, you know what I mean? Like, like kind of sounded like the girl mm-hmm. from, yeah, from Rosario the, is great from the cartoon show. So I thought that was cool. Michael Bean popping in was dope because it was like, look at Kyle Reese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was really going to say. Surprised and me. and, and, and yep. then Tim- Timothy Oliphant. So they always pull these people that show up and then, and then Carl Weathers even directed an episode. So stuff like that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. And of course, anytime Gina Carano's mm-hmm. on the screen, I'm going to watch it. Shout out to Gina Carano. She's <laughs> the, incredible. The, yeah. the Bill Burr episode was great. Bill too. Burr, that Bill was a good Burr one. Bill Burr great. coming back. Coming back. Mando, Mando, what are you going to do? Yeah. That was I. I, I gotta like say, he got a little. He got a, like a tight five when he was driving the thing. He got yes. to do a little bit of his routine where he was like, "I'm just saying, I'm just saying." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta yeah. say, I appreciate that that episode with him because he is he is the only character that has has well well i guess up until the end that has seen mando's face right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he even yeah, was how, just like i won't cool, say anything how cool was that episode right? i was like that's they, a they cool were, connection when, when that's they were sliding, a connection they were sneaking into the imperial base and all yeah that, that was dope right but yeah. i will I, but i will say like going back to luke real quick the, the it, i don't know if you guys put this together or not but i, I kind of noticed it and um it kind of it kind of throws up a little bit to to Rogue One where the scene with Vader coming through just fucking everybody up down the yep. hallway. Yep, it's a mirror image. Yep. Of, oh well, yeah. It, I was like, yes. I was like, this yes. looks familiar. Of course, like father like, like, like son, right? Father like son. Yes. Of <laughs> Very well said. What do you What do you think of the the new and improved droid Death Troopers? Those were cool. I, I I was like, okay, you're you're gonna take us somewhere in in a, you know. I I was like, all right, like those can be reckoned with in a sense, you know. But the dark trooper, yeah, yeah, the dark troopers. Yeah. But but yeah, but I mean, you coming across somebody like Luke or Ahsoka or you sure. know, like there's you they they're fucking useless, man. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're coming across somebody like Mando or like a generic rebel rebel character, like yeah, they they're gonna put up a some sort of some sort of fight, right? But yeah, they needed they needed to they needed something that was gonna be like an insurmountable threat. If they're gonna raise the stakes to a point to bring right. Luke, right. they need right. something like that. Right, yeah. right, yeah, which I, is I, yeah, I, yeah. I think the whole season built really well, and like again, I. I guess that complaint to kind of wrap up some Mandalorian talk for now is that, um, and after talking about it with you guys, it doesn't feel so much like a, like a flaw of it. It's just, I guess, I guess it's just the fan in me. That's like, ah, you always want more. Maybe that's sure that, that doesn't get, that doesn't come. But I think the way it built and of course the way the final episode was, um, it kind of made up for any of the monotony. Cause there was still a little bit of that sort of, monotonous structure of the show where like you got to do this in order to do that and then you could do this and you find out the princess is in another castle and you got to go over here but but they did take care of it in a sort of very dramatic epic star wars opera sort of way right yeah it shows up and it's just music and it's just the visual and and r2 showed up for a hot second which was that was cool that was cool too yeah which of course they would always be together so so kudos to them right and a lot of people are are a lot of people now i think are are really uh 
vaulting the likes of Dave Filoni and John Favreau up there with George Lucas, you know, and as and, they should. And, and and still, I'll praise George Lucas though, real quick, because if anything, all of this stuff again, the Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, all of these things on their own sort of are spawned from the prequels, and in, and as a result, they've they've helped to validate and, and elevate those brands specifically because it's pretty unanimous across the board, how everybody feels about episodes four, five, and six. And then it was also pretty unanimous about the way everybody felt about one, two, and three. But now in the last decade, you have all of this content with all of these really cool characters that they came up with on their own and they leaned enough on the rock star characters of the past, like Luke Skywalker, like Darth Maul. And, um, and then, you know, even Qui-Gon Jinn from time to time, Liam Neeson came back, yeah. you know, they, they, maybe not every time it hit when they tried that effort, but it hit enough and they leaned on the shit that I think people were resonating with enough that you get a product that a lot of people seem to be more proud about in terms of Star Wars, right? Um, and yeah, I, I definitely know, see that. I don't know. Personally, I've always enjoyed the prequels. So, so going through these shows as a person was a lot of fun. So I, I want to thank you guys. I want to take this moment to thank you guys as my podcast, Pie Guy Brothers, for being the inspiration. You know, if it wasn't for this podcast, if it wasn't for the fact that we were all going to do this, then I, I, I probably would not have really devoted the time to doing it. But it, in turn, it made me discovered new things about Star Wars that I liked while I think strengthening the bond over, over the staples that I've long loved. And here, here, I, man. And, and, and I think it, it's, it's, it's awesome that we were able to be proactive and, and catch up before the, all this animated stuff that we were talking about before has, is now going to be kind of a hot item for people that haven't seen it. Because if, if you're just a fan of the movies and then you watch Mandalorian, which is, you know, the hottest thing out there right now, you're going to go, well, who's Ahsoka and who's this Bo-Katan and, you know, what's the whole thing with Mandalore and all that. Like the people are going to be Googling and YouTubing and whatever. And then maybe some people are going to be jumping on the animated stuff now. Right. It's, it's cool to get to experience the, the new hot thing when it's fresh already with all that context, because you get more out of it. It's not just some, you know, cool lady in blue Boba Fett armor, you're like, oh, that's Bo-Katan. Like, I know there's a whole thing that goes with it, and I understand who she is and where she's coming from. And There's a lineage. Right, exactly. Lineage. Like, being being able to be in the know and caught up, it, it the only other thing I can compare it to is, like, with comic books. You know, it's, yes. it's having a, an already established knowledge of characters and their relationships to each other when someone pops up i don't have to jump online and google bane it's like i know that bane broke batman's back and he you know this that and the other thing like so that's it's really neat to now have that with star wars as well as this this uh universe for lack of a better term i guess keeps growing and growing and growing and you said it yourself like there are original trilogy fans and then there are the prequel fans and i you know i'm sure that there are the sequel trilogy fans and who knows what else, but as it continues to get bigger, um, I'm simultaneously excited, and Shane touched on this as well. I'm, I'm a little maybe cautiously optimistic because along like with comics, the, the more stuff you do, you run the danger of potentially watering it down or maybe taking the specialness out of it. 
and and that's why I kind of want to talk about um, what the future holds for Star Wars. Yeah, and um, so back in December, uh, December tenth, specifically twenty twenty, Disney had a uh, massive online event uh, for their investors as their Investor Day announcements, and they made a, a gigaton of announcements for each branch of their brand from Pixar to Marvel to you name it, they had all these projects lined up. And uh, to add context to that, I mean, they were kind of, their, their feet were a little held to the fire because the only thing that Disney was making money on in 2020 is Disney plus. So they really had to show, they had to come out with, you know, the, the all firing on all cylinders to impress the shareholders so people don't dump their stock in Disney. They they got to prove that, well, don't worry, we got all this stuff. It's all going to be coming out for Disney+. Plus. Uh, but because we're talking about Star Wars, I want to talk about the announcements they made for Star Wars. And they came out at the top of the whole thing uh, with Kathleen Kennedy saying, over the next few years, vague time frame, we don't know what that really means, but over the next few years, Disney Plus will have 10 new star wars series 10 right and, but wow. they only but they only announced nine of them and the reason being is because of mandalorian the post-credit sequence makes the announcement of the 10th one which is the book of boba fett it's coming in 2021 boba fett is getting his own series on disney plus that's going to center around him being the crime boss on tattooing so that was not in their their investor day announcements but that's at the end of of uh, of Mandalorian two. It even says in print, "Book of Boba Fett coming twenty twenty one." So, wait, okay, I I so I thought there was eleven. There's a well, eleven counting the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. So they they made they made the announcement of ten new shows, eleven shows in total with what the else, Mandalorian. What what else but do these we know the, about them? Oh, I these see are the saying. these are the shows and and what the announcements were along with them. Okay. Um, so first one is the Rangers of the New Republic. The only thing that's known about it is that it's going to cover the droppers, like Cara Dune. Uh, we don't know specifically if she's going to be featured in it, but it's going to be characters like those people. It's the SEAL Team Six of the New Republic, essentially, and <laughs> what their whole thing is. Live action series. Yeah. Second one is Ahsoka, pretty self-explanatory, based on the one episode that she was Hell featured yeah. in in Mandalorian. It sounds like she's probably going to be going after Thrawn, who uh, was a great character in Rebels. I think the yeah. way they, they pulled him off in Rebels was awesome. I remember him being in the extended universe and a couple of novels and video games and stuff. And yeah. the way they adapted him for Rebels, I thought was really, really cool. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see where that goes. The third one is Andor, about Cassian Andor. That's mm -hmm. Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. Uh, Tony Gilroy, who is the guy behind all of the Bourne movies, is the showrunner. So this is probably going to be more of like a spy espionage, fits right in with what Cassian Rogue Andor War. was. So perfect, right? That's going to be a 12-episode series. They have not said if it's going to continue or not. It, it, for right now, it's just you're getting 12 episodes. It might get a second season. The fourth one is the one that I think most people are the most excited for, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is a limited series, meaning it's one season and out. We're just going to be telling the story of the first few years of Obi-Wan in the desert in Tatooine. They did make the announcement officially that Hayden Christensen is coming yeah. back to play Darth Vader. That would be oh. so. 
We will yes. see Hayden Christensen. We will Let's. see his bird face. I'm cool face. with that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about that too. Deborah Chow. He's a better actor too now. He is. He is definitely. Deborah Chow is directing. Uh, she directed a couple of the episodes of Mandalorian, and um, they're they're getting the the fight team that was responsible for all the stunts in the raid to choreograph the lightsaber fights. So there's going nice. to be some badass lightsaber fights in this thing. That's filming in Boston as we speak. Yeah, I was say, I think they're mm-hmm. filming right now for that. They are. Uh, fifth show is The Bad Batch. For anybody that watched uh, the final season Clone of, of Clone Wars, they, they introduced those characters. It's just filling in the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels and what this special operations group was up to after Order 66. And it will feature Fennec Shan, who is the uh, it's Boba Fett's side character in Mandalorian, the Asian chick. She's going to be animated in The Bad Batch. The sixth one is one that I'm not too excited about, but I'm willing to be proven wrong. That's Visions. Visions is going to be a 10-episode series of short anime films, all different. They're not going to be connected in any way, but they're that's all being animated by anime hmm. houses out in Japan. Interesting. The seventh one is Lando. No information is known based on the name. I'm guessing we, it's going to be about Lando. I, do you, is it? It doesn't. You don't know if it's. Do we know if it's going to be live action or animated? They literally animated. have said nothing about really? it, other than yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's it's being directed and written by the guy who is responsible for Dear White People. So I'm I'm personally okay. hoping that it's going to be live action and that Donald Glover is going to come I, back. I was just going to say I would, I would really that it would be Donald a misstep if it's that. anything other than that, in I my opinion. Agree. But we'll see. I agree. Aside from Obi-Wan Kenobi, the next one is the next most anticipated one for me, which is The Acolyte. Shane and I were briefly talking about this, going like, what's The Acolyte? What's that about? The Acolyte is going to be, uh, it's going to be set towards the end of the High Republic, Mm. which I had thought previously was thousands of years before uh, Skywalker Saga kicks off. And I did a little Star Wars Wikipedia uh googling of specifically when the high republic is high republic is 300 bby Mm -hmm. bby is before the battle of yavin for us super nerds right so high republic is 300 bby to 82 bby so this is going to be at the end of it so it's about 82 years before a new hope this is going to be kicking off and it's going to focus on the rise of the dark side so we're getting darth bane and Darth Plagueis. Here we go. And, and yeah, so we're getting the dark side, pun intended, of of Star Wars. We're gonna. It's gonna be focused on the Sith and them coming to power, and possibly seeing Dark Plagueis training Sidious on how to become who he becomes. Uh, the last one that was announced is one that I'm not really excited for. I think it it kind of reeks of little kitty merchandise stuff. Um, it's a droid story. It's going to be short animated series centered on a new droid character who pairs up with fan favorite characters, oh, no. including R2-D2 and C-3PO. Okay, so well, we'll they better him. bring Chopper in there. We'll see him bouncing around the galaxy <laughs> as well. Uh, moving on to no. movies. Hold on. Uh, go ahead. Hold on a second. I, yep. I, I want to touch on this list for a second. Yeah. Um, I got to say, and I, cause I hadn't heard all those until just now. So, so uh, here's the deal for me, really only about three of those 
grab me hard and get me get me going. So yeah, I'm on board with Ahsoka. I'd be down to check out Ahsoka based on everything else I've seen that she's mm-hmm. in. So I'm right. going to that a try. Um, uh, oh gosh, what else did you say? You, that, there was the Acolytes, the one about the Dark Acolyte, Side? yeah. Acolyte. I can run through the names again real quick. <clears throat> yeah, real, real quick, sorry. Rangers of the New Republic, about drop troopers. Uh, Ahsoka. Nah. Yeah. Andor, which is essentially the Bourne franchise in Star Wars. Nah, no, thank you. Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's it. That's it. That's it. So yeah, yeah that's it. It's Obi-Wan, it's Ahsoka, and it's the the Acolyte. The Acolyte. So yeah. That, those those three, I'm we, like, let's fucking We could see Maul oh. again in we could see Maul in Obi-Wan. Yep, that's true. I know. And we, I, well, and we could also see Maul. We could technically see Maul in Mandalorian. Well, here's right? the deal. Okay, well, here's the deal, though, about that, because I know there's been, a, I guess, a bit of a controversy. We don't yes. have to talk about it for too much. But if there is going to be Darth Maul, it needs to be Ray Park. Of uh, course. Hold on a minute, though. Well, I don't I, know. I don't, I like, listen, I, I agree with you that Ray Park is the original Darth Maul and he deserves the recognition for the original Darth Maul. But we got a shout out of, of the actor's name is escaping me. The Sa- guy that, Sam Witwer. Thank you. Sam Witwer yeah. could absolutely pull off a live action yes. Darth Maul. He, he was could. the voice of Darth Maul in the animated shows. Yeah. Um, and he, he has the, the stunt training and the combat <clears> training. <throat> and I mean, listen, all due respect to Darth Maul, the man's getting a little chubbier too. So I, I think that well, we can get away with the idea of kind of an aging gunslinging Boba Fett with a belly. I don't really want to see Boba Fett with a beer belly. You mean, you mean or, Darth excuse Maul. me, yeah. Darth Maul with a beer well, belly. I, I would agree, but here's the deal. And I, I just, to wrap that up, uh, because yes, all praise fucking Darth Maul. He's the man. But if it's not going to be Ray Park, then it can only be Sam Witwer. Yes, How about that? agreed. Like agreed. Those two guys are it. Agreed. Otherwise, they shouldn't touch it. And they just figure something out. Maybe maybe Ray Park can get, get back into fucking. He can get back into shape in get time. Get back into prime shape, or they can. Well, he he. You said controversy. I thought you were going to touch on this. He uh, is a little bit on the outs with Disney right now because of an Instagram slip. That's what uh, I know. So okay. yeah, but, mm-hmm. we, There's we, all, we don't have to. Do we don't need to jump that. into that too yeah. much. If you're interested, you can Google it for yourself. But, but uh, that's, I, a, that's a weird thing. I, I I met Ray Park at a convention. Shout out to that real quick. I met him at a comic book convention that was being held at USC many years ago when I was first moving out here. And uh, by the way, he was <clears throat> doing a meet and greet right next to fucking Eddie Furlong from Terminator 2 fame Damn. played John Connor. And I hate to say it, but nobody was in John Connor's line. Oh, I would have been. <laughs> Nobody was in his mind. I felt really bad. And I only showed up to see Ray Park, and it was awesome. We chatted real quick. I love Ray Park. He's badass. So it's either him or Sam Witwer or nobody else. And so uh, those shows get me going now. What about I'm also open for the Lando show. I'm, I'm hoping if, if – especially if, 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 if Solo Lover's coming back, yeah. then, yeah, I'll, I'll tune in for that. He, he crushed it in Solo. Oh, it was perfect. What about um, that? What about the movies now? The movies. There were two announcements made for the, the future of Star Wars movies. Uh, the first announcement is very vague, and the only thing we know about it is that Taika Waititi is indeed writing a Star Wars feature film. Um, we know nothing about it other than that. They showed a little logo, which uh, I'm sure is probably temp, but it was very Taika Waititi. It was the Star Wars lettering in like what looked like stone, but it was colored like teal and pink and kind of 70s looking so uh, we don't know anything other than it's Taika Waititi it'll probably be weird uh, in a good way the second announcement that was made is that the next live action in theater Star Wars film is going to begin filming very soon it's coming out Christmas 2023 
Okay. It is going to be Rogue Squadron. Hell fucking yeah, dude. So the way that this was pitched is now I, you're getting excited and I got excited as well when I heard that. It's not what I thought it was going to oh, be. No. It's not going to be the Rogue Squadron we know from the video games and books. This is focusing on the next generation of fighter pilots. Oh, so it is okay. continuing in the uh, post episode nine world. Oh no, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> God I agree. damn it, dude! I agree. I, I I went from midnight to six, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, it's being directed by Patty Jenkins, uh, who okay, did well. Wonder Woman and uh, and Wonder Woman two. That would have gotten me very excited before I saw Wonder Woman two. Um, but uh, nonetheless, Damn it. I like the idea of Star Wars does Top Gun. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say I love I love uh, that's uh, that I will say like that's that's one thing that I I I would have loved to see in seven eight nine is more star fighter battles yeah and and i because i love that and i i I, i'm just throwing out there like i you said it comes out in 2023 2023 chris i i would love to a dream of mine would to be i want to be i want to be a fucking character in that i want to be a pilot i don't care if you shoot me down and i have one fucking line i just want to be able to say like fucking I don't know, fucking Red 12 standing by, and then I'm going, and maybe I have one other shot of me just getting fucking shot down. I'm down for that. I just want to be a fighter pilot. Shane, will you will you take a role as a TIE fighter pilot, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I would. No. <laughs> I actually I would though I would I would okay if I if I if I if I if I was able to just be like just cruising like I would like okay. it would just be fun the, just the to dream be like, is the X-Wing I, wa- I, I mean of course I mm. mean well X-Wing or my personal favorite X-Wing is X-Wing is obviously like you know the most famous I guess but for me personally it's the A-Wings or the A-Wing's best. pretty badass A- A-Wing's the best hands down star fighter pilot but or starcraft but I, I just want to be. I would love to just be a, a fighter pilot. Just to, I don't care if I get killed. Well, within look, seconds. I'm I'm, I'm just, glad you. I'm, I'm glad. I'm just I'm glad putting it out there. there. I'm so glad you put it out there on those podcasts for mm-hmm. for not just 2021 but beyond. Uh, let's get the train into space in an A-wing, preferably, but make him a pilot in Star Wars. Let's make it happen. I'll so we can hope. By the way, we can. There's still hope that it is the Rogue Squadron that we're hoping it is because. Well, here's the deal. The uninitiated, the, the Rogue Squadron is a thing that already exists in the Star Wars lore. Right. Um, but the the offhanded remark that it is the next generation of fighter pilots to me reads as the new trilogy. But they didn't specifically say that. Okay. They said it is focusing on the quote unquote next generation of fighter pilots so well, hopefully we'll I, see what that means i i really like what you said about it potentially being like top gun in space and yeah so it makes me go let's not only get shane the train in star wars let's get tom cruise in star wars we got to get fucking tom cruise on rogue, in rogue squadron <laughs> how badass would that be come on they got to figure out how to that make would it. be a cool that would hey that would be a, that would be a cool cameo that would yeah. be a cool little cameo actually He's like, yeah. i'm your instructor today and they're like hey oh, man shit. um daniel craig was a stormtrooper in episode That's seven true. That's true. That, so let's make it happen. And speaking of movies, I think this is the time we need to transition into our final bit of talk. And I yeah. think it's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully, for anybody, the duo listening. And we love to make lists. We were talking earlier before the recording about lists and how often we, we, we like to preserve things in list form on this podcast. And when it comes to Star Wars, we've talked about 
kind of it all in so many in so many words, which is great, which is what we wanted to do, but we haven't really talked about all the movies. So what other better way to close out this podcast with us going through our top 11? That means all of them. So this goes episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Rogue One and Solo, ranking those 11 movies from 11 to one, 11 being least favorite, one being favorite. And I say we do that shit right fucking now. Let's I want to put it. this out there. I'm going to abstain until the end. You guys okay. take the floor by whoever wants to. And I'm curious to see where this is going to go. I'm sure it will spark a bit of debate. But for the <laughs> remainder of this episode, we are going to break down our Star Wars movie lists. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Shane, do you want to you want to lead sure, us off? Sure, I'll, I'll lead it off. Um, I, I will say this: uh, anybody that's listening that's a Star Wars fan, I will say this. You know, these are our personal opinions, right, and and everything. But um, I I just want you to know that your opinion is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the facts. Coming in at number eleven for me, uh, the Last Jedi. Okay. The Last Jedi was horrific in a lot of <laughs> areas. Um, I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I can't. I, there's like, to there's be not honest, time. There's not enough yeah, time. There's not enough time. Anyway, um, coming in at number ten is The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, coming in at number nine for me is The Force Awakens. I mean, you can. I mean, yeah. I am not. Got a those fan out of, of the way. I am, I am not a fan of the, the remake. <laughs> no thanks, JJ. The, the, I, I'm, I And you know what's funny? I I actually like JJ Abrams. I loved his movie Super Eight. Oh, I'll get into that later. But was not a fan of the newer ones. Um. Anyway, after that, number eight for me is Solo. Solo was fun. It was a fun movie. I I, I get. I was not when I first saw the trailer. I was like, oh fuck no, dude. I was not a fan of the guy that played Han Solo. Um, I thought um, Glover did a great job; like he crushed it. He was probably the best thing in that movie. Um, but it was a it, and and I, for what it was worth, it, it turned out way better than I thought it was. But to me, it was just a fun movie. Um, number seven for me was Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is number seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> Phantom Menace was number seven for me. Phantom Menace was great. I had a lot of good stuff in it. I I love Duel of the Fates. Um, but I as I'll get to that it, for everything for all the other ones that are out there. Phantom Menace was number seven for me. Number six was Attack of the Clones. Okay. I enjoyed Attack of the Clones. Um, I thought it's got it was. Its moments. I I it had its moments. Um. And it just, it, I'm not a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of like the love story aspect, but I do think because of Darth Vader's demise, it was kind of important to kind of see that aspect as to why. Sure, sure. So I was like, okay, I'll get it. Could have been you. done better, but it could yes. have been done better. But I was like, okay, I see why we have to kind of see this to, in in order to feel some sort of connection and emotion in some aspect right for for my next one number five which is revenge of the sith i enjoyed revenge of the sith a lot i thought it was out of the prequels was my personal favorite out of the prequels 
Um, I loved obviously the major fight scene at the end. A lot of the stuff in that movie just I I thought Revenge of the Sith was great. Um, number four, uh, A New Hope. Oh wow! The the first one, the the OG Star Wars A New Hope. The the fourth episode is my number four. Um, which <laughs> that surprises me. It's it's a great one. It's a it's a it's I I love the originals, right? But it just it was it I yeah. I mean, there's nothing that obviously can compare it, but in my list, it, it comes in at number four. Um, number three is Return of the Jedi. Okay. Return of the Jedi was great, obviously, for many reasons. I see Trevor's face. It's like, you fucking guy. Um, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Number two is Rogue One. I'm very surprised by that. I really, really enjoyed Rogue One. Um, for more, like, not even just this, I guess maybe for me, Rogue One, I loved it so much because... I'm, I was in the terms of like looking at it in like a filmmaker's perspective, like the shots that they used. A lot of the shots they took from like war movies, like Saving Private Ryan and Black mm-hmm. Hawk Down and different things to make you feel like this is a war, like this is a war movie as- aspect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't focused on just the Jedi, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that I thought was really cool. And they took the time to make it a good movie in that aspect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't just like, this is a Star Wars movie and we're just going to do our thing. Kind of how the 7, 8, 9 kind of did. You know, like they they wanted to make it a good movie. You know what I mean? And so I liked that. And and, and it was kind of the first time we saw, like I, there was the first time we saw Darth Vader really fuck some shit up. Yes. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, fuck this guy is brutal and we Mm. haven't seen him in that aspect yet as darth Mm. vader right in a movie and so to see him just fuck that hallway up in a gruesome manner and apparently it was more gruesome but they had to cut it down because it was too gruesome which i would i would love to see that cut yeah of it really like as bad as it really was um and then again you know going back to you know seeing carrie fisher like the, the whole cgi thing with her i was like that i wasn't expecting that and so when it happened mm-hmm. i was like oh shit and especially when that movie came out the timing of it that was the first star wars movie after she had passed so exactly seeing her in that context saying hope right was a tearjerker it, it was it really was and i was just like damn dude you guys fucking it, it was really good and then again and then seeing um uh tarkin you know as a character again i was like and, and yeah okay the cd is what it is but i you know besides that i was like this is cool. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we were actually getting to see the Death Star being made. Mm-hmm. Right? And and another cool thing about that movie is there was a lot of shots that they used from A New Hope mm-hmm. with the fighter pilots that mm-hmm. they, they, they were cut. There were shots that were cut from A New Hope, but they reused them in in Rogue One. So it's like, oh, damn, we're getting this. This is a shot from A New Hope mm-hmm. that we never got to see. You know what I mean, and so it was cool that they incorporated that with the with the red leader or with the red squadron. Totally. You know what I mean. So it was like things like that was, which is why I really enjoyed it, and I, I that is my number two. And obviously, coming at number one is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you can't argue that, man. I mean, it it just it it's 
it's a great fucking movie. Um, yeah. and it just the the it. I I mean yeah, it's a great fuck. It's one of the best. It's Star Wars. It's the quintessential. Star it, it, it was everything. There it it was just it, it just kind of it over even with the the music. In my opinion, the music's the fucking best. Mm. Uh, the the storytelling is the best. The the CGI of what they did was the best as far as like is if you look at it in comparison of like when the movie came out kind of thing. And mm-hmm. the characters are already established, and it's such a it's it's such a jump from like the beginning of the movie with like I mean it opens up with a fucking war on Hoth, and then you're ending in Cloud City. You know and, what I mean? And you're ending with the reveal that Vader is Luke's that Vader father. is Luke's father. And where the you're just good like, guys don't uh, win. They it's, don't it, win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, it's a big deal. it's, it's a, big, a deal. big one. So that is well, my that's you, my list. There you go, Shane's list. Holy shit, Chase. What's all right, I'll, I'll fire mine away. Uh, worst Star Wars movie of all time is The Rise of Skywalker. It's an abysmal mess that completely undermines the original trilogy. It makes no sense, and it clearly the, the sequel trilogy was not thought out whatsoever, and it shows. So uh, enough said about uh. that. Um, the f- Following that one, only slightly better than the, the god-awful abomination of Rise of Skywalker is The Last Jedi. <laughs> terrible film you didn't like the um, crystal foxes oh god the only <laughs> the only redeeming quality about the last jedi was that i was excited about the idea of kylo ren finally being the supreme leader i liked the idea of like this guy now answers to nobody but then rise of skywalker really did not deliver on what they set up there so uh, yeah last jedi second worst star wars movie of all time uh, following that one up, I think this one will surprise you. Solo. Solo is, I will agree with you, Shane. Solo is fun at times, but um, you know, babies are fun at some times, and they yeah. shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Solo was pretty bad. There it had its moments, though. I will agree. Uh, next one on the list is Attack of the Clones. Uh, I agree with you that it, there are some uh, vital moments in it that we did need to see. I just thought they were poorly executed. Uh, the prequel trilogy, right. obviously written by George Lucas, who was surrounded by yes men and didn't have anybody to really check him and say, eh, maybe George, we rewrite the scene or whatever. It was just kind of like. Well, I wrote the prequels, and here we go. Like he, he <laughs> so Attack of the Clones is the worst of the prequels, in my opinion. Um, only slightly better than Attack of the Clones is Force Awakens. I think it was extremely derivative on purpose. It was just literally aping the originals. It, it did nothing new whatsoever. Um, yeah, completely uh, surprising that it did that, and and surprising. I don't mean in a good way. Uh, next one on the list for me after Force Awakens is The Phantom Menace. As much as I love Darth Maul, and uh, we just didn't get any Darth Maul. So that's chiefly why I don't like that movie. It was a huge disappointment. And, you know, waiting as long as we did for a new Star Wars movie and uh, with Darth Vader being kind of the icon of Star Wars, we had talked about this before. The reveal poster was, you know, all the new characters and these just demonic eyes at the top, like, oh, God, who's the next Vader? Right. Well, we get to see him for two minutes and then he gets cut in half. So <laughs> uh, following Phantom Menace, I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I, the, the Definitely the best of the prequel trilogy, in my opinion, we finally get the thing that we were waiting for. We want to see Vader. 
I uh, thought it could have probably happened sooner rather than just at the tail end. I kind of wanted to see the rise of Vader. Sure. Um, in my opinion, to do it right, I would say Anakin should probably become Vader at the midpoint of episode two. And then we see a full episode and a half of Vader in the Empire. But uh, say la vie, we got what we got. I, I will. I do have to shout out, though, every time that I watch that movie, not so often anymore that I watch that movie, but every time that I do watch it. That first moment when the Vader's helmet clicks down and he takes that first breath, every time gives me chills. It is it, it is it cool. is a really well done moment. Um, next one for me after Revenge of the Sith, we're getting into the movies that I actually like for the better part. Rogue One. Rogue One is a great movie. Shane pretty much said everything about it that I like. Um, next is A New Hope. And then followed by Return of the Jedi. And of course, you can't argue the best movie in the entire saga is Empire Strikes Back. Um, really quickly before I pass it off to Trevor, though, I have a specific viewing order. And it's not all 11 movies, so it's not going to take very, very long. I have a preferred viewing order. For the first time you're going to watch these movies, you got to watch them in the order that they came out. Things get spoiled otherwise, right? You, you just have right. to watch them chronological to the real world. However... Right. Going back on them, if you can try and wipe them for your, from your memory just to have it be from this perspective, I whittle these 11 movies down to just five, and I do them in a very weird order, and I'll explain. First movie is Rogue One. If you're starting out in the saga, we're going to see that they're building this death machine. We're introduced to the rebellion and the empire and what the stakes are and all that stuff, right? You know then going into New Hope, why it is realistic that one shot can take it down because you know now it's been sabotaged by the designer, et cetera, et cetera, right? Then you watch New Hope, followed by Empire. But before you move on to Return of the Jedi, you go back and you watch just Revenge of the Sith. So I'm cutting out episode one and two. You don't really technically need them. You're going to lose out on, on uh, Maul, obviously. But following Empire with the reveal of, okay, Vader is Luke's father. Now you go back and you see how this person, Vader, was a good guy who became bad. You get that whole story. Then you get to finish it off with Return of the Jedi. So you're essentially, I'm setting up, all right, this is Luke's story. You get the, the context with Rogue One of how Luke is entering into this universe. You get his story. His father is mentioned. We see the father's story really quick and then the redemption of Vader at the very end with Return of the Jedi. So that's the way I, I view the Star Wars saga. It's just five I, movies long. I love both of your guys' lists. And I, you have talked to me before about your Chase's Five. And I love that too, because let's be real, part of the fun and why we're doing this, part of the joy of Star Wars is that everybody's list is going to be different. Right. And, and that's great. All embrace the difference lists, the different lists out there, and the preferences. But if Empire is not number one on your list, then you deserve to die. <laughs> <clears throat> well, then, on that note, I just got to let you know this is Father's list. This is my own unique list. Let it be said. That's how it goes. And it's going to be Farscape number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. Just tease it. Go for it. <laughs> Cart before the horse a little bit. But here we go. So number 11 is Solo. 
Uh, Whoa, because, you think that's the worst? Wow. Yeah, because I didn't see that piece of shit. Wow. You haven't. No, I haven't seen Solo, so it 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 doesn't belong to go any higher on my list than number 11. That's where it goes. People spoiled it. The only thing worth seeing about Solo, I know Donald Glover crushed it. It's not he that. Did. It would be Darth Maul, and that got spoiled. Because that got spoiled, I don't have patience for yeah. some guy that I've, I don't know. And I and I don't even. I never thought we needed a Solo movie to begin with. We Agreed. Never really I agree with movie. you. So that movie is 11, and I don't need to see it. So number 10 is episode 7. Okay, that is uh, what the Force Awakens is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. <clears throat> that is number ten. Um, not big on it. I thought it was the best part of it was Han Solo, and then I thought that they they couldn't have telecast and forecast what was coming. In, Seriously, in yeah. And then, and then they just said, "Oh, Chewbacca doesn't give a fuck. He didn't. Yeah. Give, <laughs> he didn't give two shits about what yeah. happened to Han Solo." And then the, the Empire or the new Empire, whatever the main bad guy's plan was to make another Death Star. Yeah. It's just the third version of something we've already seen, except yeah. it blows up something bigger, except you could take it out the exact same way. And that, <laughs> when, and that when they showed up on it, 10 minutes later, they already found Ray. Like, why were they able to do all that that quickly that's not how the force works and then (laughs) and then kylo kylo can't even handle fighting finn yeah yeah when when did he learn how to fight so there's so many problems with that movie and everybody got so excited and it was like oh man what a letdown so that's i mean i got excited too but so so that's that's number 10 number nine is episode nine i thought the very end of the sequel trilogy um was yeah was i thought that was the best one of all of the of that they did in those Mm -hmm. and uh it's not saying much because i'm not big on those and so coming in at number eight is episode two attack of the clones and i'm i I gotta say i'm a little bit surprised that you guys had that higher on your list and even had it uh in shane's case you had it higher up than than episode one it's like i thought Mm -hmm. for a long time a lot of people were like if i really had to single out a star wars movie episode two is like the weakest one and i admit there are things about i like i actually like the last fucking battle the huge fight that they yeah that was cool yeah and and it was kind of cool to see obi-wan and padme team up although a little bit silly if you think about it but um we gotta see mace windu fight too a little bit a little bit but then Django Fett got chumped out because the Fets get chumped out because they ain't all that cool but anyway I digress episode two is number eight number seven is episode three Revenge of the Sith now I know you guys are saying you probably think it's the best of the prequels I think it's definitely better than episode two I wouldn't put it up again above episode one and which is as you'll notice because number six is Rogue One. Now, what you'll notice about Rogue One is I think it is the best movie that they've come out with in the new stuff of the new age. It's the best Easily. movie. Yeah, so absolutely. You'll notice on my list, it's higher up than episode episode nine or even episode seven is Rogue One. Um, yeah, for basically all of what you guys said, the way that it ties everything in, that movie was was really cool. And the best example of how you could expand the universe while still mirroring the ongoing events, because none of those characters we had heard of prior to that movie, but we didn't need to know that. All we kind of needed to know, like you said, was that this was a war movie. It was going to be centered in this time frame and that they're they are part of the rebel resistance. But the rebel resistance isn't just Han and Chewie and, and, yeah. and Leia. It's all these other people. There's a lot so, of people. So, so praise Rogue One for sure but it only cracks the number six number five on my list is episode four a new hope 
Okay. It's the first one. It's the only Star Wars movie for a time. We don't get anything else without it. So it breaks the top five on my list. Number four is Return of the Jedi, episode six. And um, a lot of people would argue for a long time that, uh, yeah, it's the, the greatest Star Wars movie is either Empire or Jedi. Um, and I love that movie because it is the completion. It is the button to that trilogy, to the original trilogy. And uh, we get sort of Emperor payoff in episode six in Return of the Jedi, which is great because up to that point, Emperor was just kind of in another room. Uh, number three is episode one, The Phantom Menace. And here's the deal. You guys had episode one way, way higher up on your lists. And based on everything that we've been talking about, really, for the last couple episodes here on The Pie Guys, my case to that, putting it so high, is that, yeah, I agree. We didn't get the Darth Maul that we thought we were going to get, but we did get Darth Maul. And we probably, at least as far as this podcast is concerned, we don't get... Clone Wars, we don't get the Rebels, we don't get the Mandalorian, we don't get this conversation if not for Darth Maul, because Darth Maul was what originally wanted to get us into the Clone Wars. Like We were all kind of echoed that over the course of this conversation. Like, Man, I really only kind of wanted to see Darth Maul, and I realized, alright, I'm going to get through this, and I ended up liking Ahsoka, I ended up liking all these other things, but it was always the pull of Darth Maul. That's very true. And, and so Darth Maul only exists in Episode 1, and there, and only there, Shout yeah. out again to Ray Park. So number three on the list. Number two on the list is episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. You're and wrong. here's the deal. You're here's wrong. the deal. No, I'm not wrong because here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. That is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. It is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time for everything that you guys have said and everything that everybody's going to say about it. But what you'll notice about my list is a couple of things. <clears throat> you'll notice I didn't even put episode eight on my list. I didn't put the fucking blue milk sucking on the tit fuck that movie dude that movie doesn't even belong on this <laughs> and because of that that is my list i'm you want to talk about a revisionist list and having the five that you watch I, i'm not even going to include episode you're not even movie. acknowledging last jedi exists it's so your list is 10 movies that is that what you're saying it's it's those 10 movies and yes because we have been talking about star wars i gotta reserve the number one spot for farscape oh fuck you i knew it <laughs> oh my god that's exactly where it goes and because this is my list i just gotta say here's the deal i've said it before and i will say it again farscape is just as good as anything that star wars has put out and to this point i've actually seen almost everything star wars related now and look I enjoyed Clone Wars. I really did. It, it helped. The Darth Maul influence helped. I, I preferred Rebels. And and Mandalorian Season 2, I'm on board. All of these things are positive things. They make me get rejuvenated about Star Wars. But Farscape is, uh, is just as good, if not better, than anything Star Wars has ever pumped out. And it's, it's a four-season commitment. For you, for you uninitiated out there, you got four seasons to dive into, to a world that's going to make you feel like it's original. It's while still honoring the things that you love about sci-fi, that maybe the things that you love about Star Wars in particular, but it's also going to be full of some of the most rewarding character development and story arcs and characters that you don't maybe like from the beginning that end up winning you over at the end, and characters that have weapons that you're not quite sure why they don't use it this way, and characters that that are memorable bad guys with memorable uh, 
moments that live on. Like it's, it is clear. It is in my mind, obviously very worthy of the conversation. If you're going to talk about all time, great sci-fi things and, and, and story set in space, Star Wars obviously <clears throat> is going to get the love, but I just want to champion Farscape to get some praise as well. It's right there with it. You know, we were talking earlier, we were talking, it's, it's R2D2 and it's, it's chopper. Well, it's, it's Star Wars and it's Farscape in my opinion. So it's gotta be number one on my list, but of course I agree with you guys. The number one Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fine. (laughs) And, and you have, you have uh, championed Farscape uh, for quite a while. I I mean, as long as I've known you, you've talked about how uh, this show is, you know, been a, a favorite of yours um and I, I i agree with shane i think it's something that we could definitely put on the list for 2021 is like yeah. before I'm before down. the year is out you know shane and i probably should <clears throat> charge through this thing um to my knowledge it's only available on amazon is that right Yes, it is currently as of this recording, maybe not even when I don't know when this episode comes out, but of this recording, it's available now on Amazon Prime. So you can see all all of the seasons. There's four seasons, 22 episodes a season. It's 88 episodes. You have a mini series that wraps it up currently available on Amazon. Uh, I watched it many moons ago on Netflix. That's how I discovered it. Then I ended up owning it. And the rest is history. Um, But I I, I will put this to you then talking about other franchises that are definitely inspired by in some, at least, I, I mean, I have not seen Farscape, but I would assume it being a sci-fi space opera that it is in some way inspired by Star Wars, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta they, be. So in that same vein, talking about other favorites that are in at least the same wheelhouse as Star Wars, uh, Shane, I don't know if you have another alternative to Star Wars. Um, I'd be interested in hearing about that, but if, if I'm going to watch, uh, Farscape, I would at least encourage you that when it becomes available, you take the opportunity to play the Mass Effect trilogy in when it's been revamped and, and remastered, which is coming because I will go along with you and say that mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say Mass Effect is on par with Star Wars. It's definitely trying to do a different thing, but I genuinely like the world, the aesthetic of Mass Effect and um it's it's hard to talk about without getting into spoilers and i guess maybe the lengths that the story is willing to go to more than star wars i pit, i've pitched it to people before as this mass effect is star wars with big hairy balls hmm. well i like that you say that and again to maybe wrap that little bit up you were touching earlier how you always kind of wish star wars would be a little darker i would say mm-hmm. farscape, farscape possesses that it does have a okay. darker edge to it that that belies maybe the the image that you think when you see it on the cover or something so so yeah in 2021 let's do the farscape and mass effect pact i'd I be down to, i'd be down to get into that and uh, and talk to you guys as you get into farscape but I want to thank you guys, first of all, for sticking through all of this. I think we did a pretty darn good job for our first state of Star Wars. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it won't be our last because if you know anything about the Pie Guys, we we talk about Star Wars often. So this just means there's going to be more to talk about as these shows you talked about, the Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, et cetera, come to life as some of these other things drop as we play the video games. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm glad we did this, and I love that you guys shared everything that you did. So. Uh, any more closing statements, final statements, mm-hmm. last words? 
I mean, I'm excited about this. These are our first recordings of, of 2021, and I'm excited to be out of 2020. Uh, but I'm excited about what, you know, 2021 brings for the Pie Guys. And, and you know, we have a lot of, I mean, the whole country has a lot of catching up to do in many aspects. But for us, anyway, in the entertainment realm and talking about entertainment and, and things that we like and pop culture and stuff, there's a little bit of catching up to do in that regard, too. Like, uh, you know, we've talked at length about how we're Christopher Nolan fans. And in any other year, I would already have an, an opinion about Tenet or, or Tenet or however it's pronounced. <laughs> I, I can't, yeah. I haven't been able to see it. So you haven't I mean, seen um, it yet. Yeah, no, I have not. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll watch it on my TV whenever it becomes a, a free available thing. I'm not going to rent <clears> it or anything like that. But yeah, um, yeah and, and you know, I want to, I want to dive into uh, Wonder Woman 84 with you guys too, because I have a lot of opinions about that shit. So um, you know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're enjoying us talking about this kind of stuff, uh, state of Star Wars is not really a, an end. I'm sure that Star Wars will continue to keep coming up, as will Batman, as will pizza and and good tasty treats and surfing and adventures. And we have a lot of stuff that we're uh, going to be doing this year. So uh, stick around. I think you'll enjoy it. Well said, Shana. What about you? Um. Yeah, dude. Uh, obviously. You know, for me personally, Star Wars has always been one of those films um, along with, you know, something like Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park that has gotten me into loving movies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I have a Star Wars tattoo for crying out loud. You know what I mean? So yes, it's just like I, I, I love Star Wars. Um, there's just something about it. And I'm I'm down to check out Farscape, dude. I'm not opposed to it by any means. Um, I would love to see what you're talking about and how much you love it and, and, and how, you know, just I'm, I'm down. Um, I, I would like to maybe throw out, um, some other maybe trilogy saga type, uh, genres like, cool. like aliens would be a uh, good one to get into. You know you... what I mean? Aliens would be a good one to get into. Oh, I, no. I, I, it's been it's, another troublesome franchise, it, it, by it, the way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I'll be honest, it's, it's been a minute since I've seen those movies. Um, and I, I have the anthology. Um, so I would love to crack that open and kind of rewatch all those. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that opens the conversation to another thing we could do. Uh, we could do kind of like a director's study because my favorite alien movie is aliens, the James Cameron one. Yeah, and yeah. I would say that James Cameron is probably my favorite director talking about John Williams being responsible for all the biggest scores. You, you throw a, a stick in a room full of like blockbuster franchises, James Cameron's probably going to have to do with most of those. So well, I'd love yeah. to talk about his lineup of movies. Yeah, well, I, I, I love everything you guys are saying and I, the, the whole excitement for the year and the podcast beyond because it, let's do all of that. Yeah, maybe next time that's what we'll do is maybe bring in some directors we like and we'll study them and we'll certainly, we'll, cool. we're going to highlight more movies. I know we have plans to, to do some more comic book talk conversations and to do some video game chats. I want to try to still incorporate a role-playing game into the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. I'm down there's, with that. there's a lot of things that we still want to do. We still want to honor the Ninja Turtles from 1990, that movie. Yep. And we want yep. to do we want to do the deep weeds. We've been waiting to get under the same mm -hmm. roof. Have more guests on. We're yeah. gonna be having more guests we're, in the rotation. We're gonna, we're gonna open up the rotation more this year. So there's a lot to look forward to. And uh, again, thank you guys for for coming to do this and for coming to listen to this. Thank both of you, man. I, I wouldn't want to do it with any other people. So thank the two of you for being here. Absolutely. You got something to play us out there, Bush Shane? 
<laughs> no, I, that was an accident. Oh, I thought you. I, I, I thought you. Could. But I can if you want. Should we? Should we play some now? Here we go. Hold this up. You want to know me? Do all the fates. 